Good morning and welcome to Emmett Audio. Uh, this is an episode that I've been thinking about a lot <clears throat> because I get um, I get asked by people sort of how I make this into a living and and my answer is never a satisfactory answer for them because everybody's in a different place in terms of what they need monetarily, um, where they live, what their skill set is, what resources they have at their disposal. So, um, uh, I wanted to compile this list of the top five things that I think are the low hanging fruit for someone who wants to build a business around spoon carving, because the thing about spoon carving is it's extremely difficult to build up enough spoon orders to make a living or even a substantial part of a living solely from carving spoons. And it is much, uh, there are benefits to building up a business that is tangential to the spoon carving because then you get the spoon orders along with the other orders. And people who order something else from you will also order a spoon often or multiple spoons. And so the more you can provide a service to fellow spoon carvers, the more uh, you will get their business as opposed to them just maybe buying a spoon from you. So in no particular order, here are the five things that I think someone who is interested in building up a business similar to like, well, Matt doesn't really sell spoons, but he's built up a business making knives. Tom Scandian has built up a business um, making strops um, and sharpening systems, and and he sells spoons as well from that. And and anyone who knows me knows that my business is um, a combination of selling spoons and selling spoon blanks and teaching. So here are the top five things. A sharpening service. I think there's a real space for somebody to buy a Tormek, get really good, and that's the key part, get really good at putting fresh edges on knives and then offer a reasonably priced sharpening service to somebody. Because how many people do you know who have a collection of Mora 106s that they just feel like they can't uh, they can't fix themselves and they don't know anyone with a Tormek and... Um, and they just feel stuck with these tools that they paid money for, so they don't want to throw them out. Um, but they would love to pay some money to have them refurbished. So I think someone who is willing to put in the put up the upfront money of you know five hundred bucks or whatever it is to buy a Tormac, and then put in the time to learn how to do it well, um, could really build up a business doing that um, for other people. I think another thing that people could do is you could become the person who makes sheaths for people, right? How many people buy uh, blades from Nick Westerman and would like to have sheaths? Or how many people have more of sheaths that are plastic and would like to have sheaths, whether that's birch bark or leather? If you became the sheath guy or girl, um, who was making sheaths, you know, of all types and really made it an art form, not hugely expensive, but just like did them really well, did them in an array of colors, you could order them right away, etc. Um, I think that would be a nice segue into people also ordering spoons from you. Custom handles. 
So Matt used to kind of do this, right? You could buy a Mora 106 blade from him with a with a nicer handle than the Mora comes from. And he's out of that game now. And I think that's really left a space for somebody to step in and say, you know what? You can't afford to pay for the 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 full custom knife, but uh, you would like a Mora 106 with a better handle. And, and I think he clearly was able to make that work financially. And I think that would be an excellent stepping stone for anyone else. And I think recognizing that that space is, at least as far as I can see, unfilled right now, um, it is it is a worthwhile space to, to occupy. <clears throat> International sale of billets and blanks. This is one uh, that I have refused to step into because I don't want to try to untangle the international laws and regulations. And I'm not encouraging someone to step into this space and not put in the time to untangle those details. But I think there is a real space for somebody to put in the effort to research what is required for where. Someone like me who has access to a lot of wood and and is uh, interested in doing that amount of axing and actually jump through all the appropriate hoops to provide billets and blanks for people all over the world because the demand is there and I think legally it could be done I think there are plenty of places that either don't have restrictions or have restrictions but they don't apply to wood that is free of bark and imperfections right like clear clean green you know wood is totally fine Um, so excuse me I think the demand is there. I think there's simply a hurdle that I'm not interested in jumping because I have enough business domestically for blanks. And the final thing is custom toolboxes and totes. I know there's some inexpensive options. I myself have a $35 box from Amazon. That's an artist box. Um, and a lot of people like making their own thing. Um, but, you know, honestly, the box I got from Amazon... It's it's good, but I had to modify some things, and um, and it's it's not you know the be all and end all, and and I haven't seen like a tool roll or a, a I'm not super into tool rolls, but B I haven't seen a tool roll or a bag or anything that I've been so impressed with that I felt like if somebody really understood the needs of a spoon carver, and I think there exists a space for somebody to who is interested in doing sort of larger higher-end projects to create beautiful tool bags, tool boxes, specifically with spoon carvers in mind. And again, all five of these, they range from, you know, uh, requiring serious skill with that last one to put together something that's really beautiful to, you know, not a, not a crazy amount of skill for some of these. Um, and they also range from needing serious money outlay to, you know, build, uh, to build up a sharpening service, for instance, to almost no money outlay for like the international blanks. You just gotta, you gotta be willing to put in the time to figure out, you know, do the research with Google of what is required for international shipment of, of Greenwood. Um, but I think any one of these would pair really nicely with, uh, with a spoon carving business because you would get more business of people asking for you to make them spoons if you also did any of these other things um, because that's just how it works. The more 
stuff you can bring to the table for people, the more people are going to reach out and ask you to do something for them.